Welcome to Pete Mills Musicals. I'm Pete Mills here with Kara Reichel, and we have arrived at the very last episode of Evergreen. And in this final installment of the story, we find Maya alone. She has just discovered the last grove of evergreen trees. How long have I been standing here? And when did it get so cold and dark? Now to make a campfire, now to gather kindling, little bits of fallen twigs and bark. Now to take the flint and strike a spark. A spark caught. A tiny wisp of a flame began to flicker on one of the bits of bark. Maya sheltered it with her hands and breathed on it as gently as she could. The little flame grew and spread across the pile of kindling. Soon the blaze was strong enough for Maya to feed it with twigs and then sticks as thick as her arm. The bright warmth of the fire lifted Maya's spirits as flickering shadows danced all around her and she joined them. Maya felt the wind tease her hair and turned to look back at the campfire. The flames billowed higher, lifted by the gentle breeze. Then came a stronger and longer gust. The fire leaned to one side with a scatter of sparks licking the branches of the closest tree. Alarmed, Maya ran back. One of the trees was on fire. She pulled a blanket from her pack and tried to beat out the flames, but her efforts only seemed to feed them. The fire was climbing higher, up in the tree, beyond her reach. The wind continued to grow, and the flames leapt from tree to tree. Burning branches fell from above, crashing down among the trunks of the trees and igniting them. The smoke was so thick that Maya was forced to run, climbing back up to the rim of the crater. With tears and smoke in her eyes, she watched as the entire grove of evergreens was consumed by the fire. As the smoke finally began to clear, Maya crept back to the smoldering ruins of the grove and huddled near the charred trunks for warmth. But soon, even the last glowing embers winked out. And Maya was alone in utter darkness. Maya? Grandmother? Is that you? Yes, Maya. I I can't see you. I can't see you either. But I'm here. Don't you know my voice? Of course I do. But it's so dark. What happened? The light has gone out of the world. But why? Who knows? 
But we must know the darkness to appreciate the light. Be patient, Maya. Grandmother? Yes? I'm sorry I didn't believe you. I'm sorry I wouldn't listen. It's all right, Maya. I just... I wanted to see for myself. And what did you see? Oh, Yama. I found them. The evergreens. I saw the trees. And? How was it? Just as you said. They were tall. Taller than fifty men. With arms and shoulders reaching out to climb on. And Yama, the smell. You never told me about the smell. So clean, so sharp, and new, like... Like green morning and breath like hope. That's very well put, Maya. How could I forget? But grandmother, the trees, the fire, the wind came and the sparks, they flew up to the branches. I I didn't mean to. You tried to stop the fire from burning, Maya. But you don't understand. It was too late. They burned. They're gone. Choshi's gone too. He followed me, and now he's trapped in the stone forest. What is gone may come again. How? Feel, there, by your hand. Ouch! You found it, even in the dark. It's sharp. What is it? It is the new beginning. You will take it and keep it safe, and when the time comes, you will put it in the earth and wait for life to come again. How will I know when it's time? Oh, you will know, just as you knew it was time to make this journey. Grandmother, what will happen now? You must go back, of course. You must tell them what you saw. But they won't believe me. Does it matter? If only Joshi could help. (laughs) You wouldn't be able to keep him quiet. But how can I free him? And even if I can, how can we get home? It's so dark, I can't even see the stars. Yama, will the light ever come back? Perhaps. What do you mean? It is up to you. You must begin again. Begin what? The story. I don't know if I remember the words. Do you know how it starts? I think so. Then say what you remember, but make it your own. When I was a girl In happier times than these Growing all around us There was a thing called trees There was a thing called trees Rising from the ground To sway in a gentle breeze than the tallest temple, there was a thing called trees. She began to move forward again, one foot in front of the other, 
almost creeping at first. But gradually, faster and faster, until she was practically flying down the slope of the mountain. Ahead of her, she could see the trunks of the stone trees thrusting up from the ground, and she sped towards them. She remembered the way exactly. And before long, she saw Joshi standing in front of her, just as she had left him. Suddenly, she knew what she had to do. She took the sharp pine cone she still held in her hand and placed it in Joshi's cold stone palm. She pushed on his stiff fingers, and they closed around it. And as she watched, his hand turned from solid rock to warm, living flesh, and he began to breathe again. again. I knew you'd find a way. Did you find the trees? Yes. Oh, Joshi, I wish you could have been there. It's all right. I don't need to see them. But you wouldn't believe how... No, Maya, I do believe. You always did. And now you do too. Now everyone will. Look, Maya, it's snowing. It's beautiful. Come on. Let's go home. There are stories in the stars that the sailors used to see by. And wherever they would go, they would know that an old familiar friend would be nearby. somehow. No, it doesn't. It looks perfect. There's the tent. There's the bucket in the well. And here's my broom. Just where I left it. It's us. We're back. Joshi, is that you? Yes, Yamo. We did it. I didn't get to see the trees, but Maya did. And look what she found. What's that? Ah, uh, a pine cone. A pine cone? What's a pine cone? Joshi, Maya, you were away so long. Were you worried about us? Of course. But Yama told me you would come back when you were ready. We followed your trail, but we lost your tracks in the northern dunes. There were signs of a great storm. I thought we'd lost you for good. But then we met a strange man who called himself Bellsnickel. He told us he had met you and seemed to think you would be just fine. He gave us something called an artichoke and sent us on our way. An artichoke? Can I see? Oh, certainly. I haven't yet figured out how to eat it. It's very spiky. A lot like the pine cone. We kept going north until we reached a wide expanse of water. But we had no way to cross, so we turned back. You needed the coconut boat. Oh, Father, then you were there? You saw the great sea? I didn't think it was possible. So much water. Neither did I, but it's true. See, here, I charted it all on the map. I knew you'd want to know the way. My map! Sorry, 
But look, maybe we can go back there someday. Together. Perhaps Maya would like to tell us of her journey? Yes, tell us, Maya. What did you see? Well, I don't really know where to start. It's all so hard to believe. I wish I could explain it. You don't have to explain, Maya. We believe you. You do? Of course. So Maya sat down, and the children gathered around her, and she began to tell her story. She was nervous because she wanted to tell it well and not leave out any important details, especially about her heroic younger brother, Joshi. She began at the beginning and told of all her adventures, through the desert, across the sea, and into the stone forest, until she found the evergreen trees. And she showed them the pine cone she had brought back as proof. And as the children listened, the walls of the tent seemed to disappear around them. And when they held Maya's pine cone in their hand, the desert outside began to change. Pale sand shifted, and grass began to grow. Rocks sprouted twigs. Then entire tree trunks began to rise up from the earth. Green vines pushed through the dirt and climbed up the rough bark. The desert wind, once hot and dry, was cool and gentle and stirred the new leaves on branches arching over them. Fresh streams sprang up from the ground between the roots of the trees. Ferns curled at the edge of the water and thick moss covered the rocks. Animals of all sorts returned to the woods, living amongst the lush green boughs. And standing tall above it all was the evergreen tree, which grew from the first pine cone which Maya brought home from her journey. to the sky, graceful boughs spread wide, some born to splinters from all of the winters they have seen, men in their hour of need rely on all that they provide, shelter
That's the end of the story. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And there will be further episodes to come, which dig into the research behind the story, the behind the scenes of how we recorded this and interviews with the performers. So we hope you will come back and check out the rest of the evergreen season. Subscribe to the podcast, y'all. 